Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi everyone, welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 66. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome. And if you have been listening, thank you so much for coming back and for all the love and support you give this show. Thank you for all your messages and reviews, especially those on Apple Podcasts. They really help other people to find the show. And today's episode, I am so excited about. If this is your first episode, you picked a good one. (laughs) My guest today is Bobby Rubio, and he is the writer and director of Pixar's short film Float, which is available on Disney Plus. So I am just thrilled to have him on today. I feel like I have to give a little background (laughs) on how this came to be. So I have a a listener named Lewis, which hi Lewis, shout out. He sent me a link to Float on Instagram and he was like, you have to check out this, this short film on Disney Plus, which this this came out like right after Disney Plus was available. So I actually didn't even have Disney Plus at that point. But I quickly downloaded it so I could watch Float because I had I that was the first I'd heard of it, but then right after I had seen some other articles and it was definitely getting some buzz. So I was like, okay, I definitely want to watch this. And when I did actually sit down to watch it, I was just completely blown away. Float is just an amazing, beautiful story. I cried my eyes out. I bawled. And I just knew that I had to try to get Bobby on the pod. And I knew it was a real long shot. But I made a post on Instagram and I tagged Bobby in it. And that post actually got shared. So when when I saw that Bobby had commented on the shared post, that was kind of my in. I was like, okay, I gotta, gotta try to make contact. So I just sent Bobby a, a DM on Instagram and so kindly he got right back to me, but he had told me to send an email to his PR at Pixar. And so I thought, okay, this is like a total stab in the dark, but I'm going to send this email. So I sent the email to, to the PR at Pixar, not really knowing if I would hear back from them or if I did thinking it would take a while, but you could imagine my surprise when the next day I was like making dinner and I saw that I had gotten an email from Chris Wiggum, who shout out to Chris, <laughs> he handles Bobby's PR at Pixar and he's actually the director of PR at Pixar Animation Studios. So he emails me back and says, yeah, let's do it. Let's let's do the interview, which I was just thrilled. It's not every day you get an email from PR at Pixar Animation Studios. Um, and I was just so excited to get a chance to talk to Bobby. So we had an amazing conversation. Bobby is so honest and heartfelt and really shares a lot of his journey with his son Alex who was on the spectrum and just how he inspired float but also just kind of the the time sort of leading up to to float because his son is 12 now so 
he has been on this journey for a while. Um, one more quick disclaimer. The, the episode is awesome. I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. There is like a little bit of a delay on it. So it kind of sounds like I'm a mind reader when you're listening because I am like answering Bobby's questions before he even gets them out. So I am not a mind reader, just a little bit of a delay on the audio, but the episode is awesome. and I know you guys are going to love it. So that is enough of me yapping and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Welcome to Adventures in Autism. Hi, Megan. How's it's it going? It's going good. So I was just telling you, I am like so excited right now. I'm trying to just calm and contain myself. So for anybody <laughs> listening who maybe is not super familiar with, with who you are, can you give us a little introduction? Tell us who you are and, and all the amazing okay. things you're doing. Okay. Um I am Bobby Rubio. Uh, I am a story artist here at Pixar Animation Studios. And I just directed and written uh, the short film Float, which is on Disney Plus. And you can see it right now. Yes, and I'm sure pretty much <laughs> so, everyone listening yeah. has seen it. So I am so oh, okay. thrilled to awesome. talk to you today. And I was I was talking to to Chris earlier, and he was saying you guys are actually at Pixar right now. So this is like the coolest thing ever. Yes, <laughs> we are sitting in a Pixar office right now, look overlooking some of the Spark Short artwork, and it's it, it's funny, it's cool. Chris is sitting he right next to me. He said that it was a top secret room, is what he told me. <laughs> it is a top secret room. So this is really a thrill. Um, thank you so much for being here. If you will kind of take us back to the beginning of your autism journey and what that was like for you and your family, I would love to hear. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So my son, uh, Alex, is uh, on the autism spectrum, and he's 12 years old. So I would have to go back in the beginning. Um, he is a twin. Oh. And yeah, so uh, there my, the funny thing is my wife was, was pregnant at, at, when we came to Pixar. So I've been at Pixar oh, wow. for 12 years. And yeah. So when Alex and Will, his brother, were born, uh, it was already stressful enough that we have <laughs> twins. And, not, uh, and, um, and then the thing is, when you have twins, you do start to notice that one of the twins is reaching milestones like talking and uh, flipping mm -hmm. over and, and walking. And then that would be Will. And then Alex was delayed. Mm -hmm. And we were like kind of concerned. Um, and so we contacted our doctor, our pediatrician, who then uh, had uh, a specialist come in and at first we thought it was a speech delay and uh eventually after the 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 therapist interacted with alex for possibly three months in uh she told us that she believes that alex is on the autism spectrum and that we should start uh uh, uh, uh um start behavioral mm -hmm. therapy and, and and things like that um, and if I'm being honest, I did not handle that super well. I, my wife handled it like a champ. 
And I was terrible at it. I shut down. I remember it was kind of around Christmas time. And my brother came over to visit the boys. Uh, and my brother was playing with my sons. And I was in my room, like, in the dark, underneath, in the bed, underneath the covers. And I just couldn't handle it. I, and it... I know now that I went to a full on uh -huh. depression and uh, I think my wife was like, you really need to seek some help here. <laughs> and, and I want to encourage that for people. I know some people cannot accept that they need help, but there are times when you do, like you can't handle this by yourself. Uh, I went and got therapy and on top of that, my wife was like, you've got to get this story out of you. You know, you've got to seek some kind of uh, catharticism uh, by just getting it out. So uh, she's, I, I did comic books on this outside of Pixar. And she suggested that I create a comic book. And I did. I did this uh, comic book cover for the story that I was going to tell. And it was called mm -hmm. Alex. And the, the cover looked, it's on the Disney Plus, uh, 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 I believe it's on the Disney Plus, if they show that image there. But on the image, if you guys aren't seeing it, is a father and a son, the son's floating, and they're standing in a field of dandelions. And the tagline is, a special child and a father's journey. Mm -hmm. And um that's what I was hoping to do. I was hoping to just tell the story about this father trying to deal with this extraordinary child and put it, and he's just this regular guy put in this extraordinary situation that he cannot control. And uh, I thought I could do it, but uh, emotionally I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. And that was 10 years ago. Um, and so I put it aside and, and, and like all things, I was just trying to avoid it. And I was just like, oh, let me just focus on work right now. And so I continued that. Uh, I was getting help from a, a psychiatrist on the side. And then I eventually got better within, as years progressed down mm -hmm. the line. And then I want to say three years ago, I... Uh, I was looking at my son, Alex, and I was realizing he's starting to turn into a man. And I was like, I cannot not let this story go. I got to do it before he turns into a man. <laughs> and I was like, I decided to dust off that old idea. And I, instead of doing a comic book, I decided to do storyboards with it. And I did, um, I drew, uh, I drew out, Alex, the, the, the short, and um, I had showed the short around to my friends around here, and they suggested I show it to Lindsay Collins, our uh, executive producer of the Spark Shorts, and I showed it to Lindsay, and she loved it, and she thought it was a perfect candidate for the Spark program, and um, which was great, because then once I got that uh, approval, I was able to get access to all of Pixar's 
wonderful talent here. And, uh, and we made a, a special film. And I am so grateful for my team that came along with me on this journey. Wow. You did make a very special film. Um, what a journey. I really appreciate you saying how, it, like you said, like you really had to recognize that you were dealing with depression. You needed to yes. seek help from that because I think that obviously this is, a it, it's tough. There's, there's tough times in this journey for sure. And like you, I think mm-hmm. so many of us think, okay, like I can trudge through, I can get through it. But definitely right. a time when if, if you need help, you need to, to, to seek that out and, you know, put your mask on yes. first and take care of yourself as a parent, because you're not going to be able to, to be a good parent for your child if you're not taking care of yourself. So that's exactly. Yes. It. yes. So again, I, I really appreciate that. Um, okay. So then tell me, like you said, you, you, how did you come up with the actual, I know you, you worked on it for, for years. It sounds like, how did you actually come up with right. like, the metaphor? for float yeah oh, for floating i i um interesting enough originally one of the ideas was that uh the the boy would float and the father would would sink into the mm. ground because he was going through a mm-hmm. depression and i think that's where i was playing with the ideas one would go up and okay. one would go down and uh the problem is, as I, I boarded that originally, and the problem was with that idea was that uh, people thought the father had powers mm. too, and that the father was special too. And I was like, oh, no, no, that's not what I'm trying to he's say. He's just a regular what guy, just to, like you said. He's yeah. just a regular mm-hmm. guy, yeah. So we took away the, the depression of him sinking into the ground. And so what we were left over with was with... Uh, the boy floating. And I know there was a lot of uh, questions in the beginning, like, is this, is floating, is floating such, it's a good, it's a good thing to people. Like seeing somebody float is, is, are people going to buy that's, that that's a bad thing. And, and I was like, I don't know, but I think what we possibly can do is it's a visual that right off the bat, you could tell he's different from the other mm-hmm. children. So I was going for more of a difference than good or bad. Yeah. And, and so I think uh, uh, we thought at the time was like, you were running out of time and, 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 and I don't know if Chris told you, but the spark shorts program is about six months and uh, we have a limited time and a limited budget. And we just had to, go running and we were like okay we're just gonna run with this i i don't care if if down the line people ask this question about the floating i'm just gonna run with the floating sounds good to me well it's funny because i told you before we started i i used to use that expression a lot with my son i still sometimes will because Uh like there's times when he's just kind of checked out and i i'm like it's like he was floating in space because that yeah. was just what came to mind. So it's so, it's just crazy that that was like what you chose. I, I don't think, yeah. I mean, I, everything about it, I don't think it could be any more perfect. Oh, yeah. Thank and you. especially how you said with the father sinking down, it immediately made me think about the scene where he shuts the door and it goes dark yes. and he just sinks down. And yes. one of the things about, I, I literally want, I could go through like every point with you. <laughs> 
<laughs> but that in particular, because then, you know, he looks at the baby and the baby smiles at him. And there's so many moments yeah. in this journey where it's like, you are feeling as a parent, like so low and so like out of touch. And then your kid does something cute. And you're like, oh, yes. and they like kind of pull you out of that for a second. And it was right. like, I, I mean, I just, I felt that moment. Oh, thank you. Yeah. The, 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 the dad does smile at that moment where the baby does react mm-hmm. to him. I, the, the smile though was, uh, was what we were trying to say in that moment was, Hey buddy, we're going to be yeah. all right. It's the dad trying to put up yeah. a front, but he's really freaked out inside, oh, yeah. but he's trying to like, we're going to be all right, yeah. buddy. We're gonna be all right. Yeah. Um, the other thing that like really got to me, um, I think this is just the next scene is when the, the dad walks in and the little boy is coloring on the ceiling not yes. even realizing he's doing anything wrong. And the dad at that point right. is so defeated that he like just he does he just grabs him and pulls him down, doesn't even say anything. Cause I know like with my son, there's so many times where he's putting himself in a situation that would not be appropriate. It, and maybe it's just right. like he's breaking a rule, but maybe it's also dangerous. And he has doesn't have the awareness to know, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Or if he does, yes. he's just like so that like and, and then the dad, like, he sees him and his face just falls. Like, I just, I've been in that moment so many times. Yeah. So, I like, I felt yeah. that so strongly. There there are, like, so We're much. just, like, as parents, we're, like, super exhausted. Yeah. That's what that, yeah. the father was. He was, like, he was looking at it. He was, like, oh, I got to deal with that. Okay, I'll deal with that later. Yeah. <laughs> I got to color it. I got to clean the ceiling. Oh. I wanted to show that having a floating kid is not all fun and games. Yes. Like, yeah. It's it's definitely exhausting. Well, as it was so, it's such a perfect way for people to, because obviously, like I, you know, I live this, like this is my life, and I, it's it's definitely like it's hard at times, it's amazing at times too. So I'm not complaining. But what I love so much about Float is that people who are not familiar with autism, you can't just explain Uh it to them, you know in a in a couple sentences or even like a paragraph like it really it encompasses so much and what you were able to do in just a few minutes with float is like such an amazing overview of like what it is like to have a child on the spectrum more than anything i've ever seen because it really did show like the good and the bad the hard times and the happy times and i mean like just just such like an overall you you really see the whole journey there, there are like so yeah. many symbolic moments, like we were talking about, like with the coloring of the ceiling. Did you pull those like from real life experiences, or was this just like what you thought? Um, yes, in fact, but it's uh, like, for instance, the dandelions. It wasn't so much dandelions that my son Alex was into. He was more into pinwheels. Mm-hmm. Like he liked the spinning. He, I, I think all, all I mean, I think autistic children love just spinning mm-hmm. things like they'll like they won't look at the car but they'll look at the spinning right. wheel of it they'll flip it over so my son mm-hmm. yeah yeah my son was into that so that's that uh, that led to the dandelions i was like okay maybe not pinwheels but something alex should be infatuated with something so i picked the dandelion because that floats um the crayon bit was uh I mean, yeah, my kid does draw on everything, and and well, he probably so, got it from you, and uh, you were all 
artist. Yeah, right. <laughs> Apple yeah, didn't yeah, fall yeah. far from the tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we wanted to make it special. So, of course, he's drawing on the mm-hmm. ceiling. I do remember uh, in the original draft, uh, a lot of my, uh, I, I remember Lindsay Collins was saying, you know, Alex feels like such an angel. <laughs> like he's just doing, he does no wrong. So we added that bit of him uh, making, coloring the ceiling. And, and then when he gets his hood on, he's mm-hmm. like grumbling, like, Ugh, I hate this. Um, because in the original version, he was very angel-like. He was just, hi, dad, how's it going? Everything's great. And now it's kind of like he has some mm-hmm. sass to mm-hmm. him. And, he, and so, um, and, but if it feels real, that feels like my yeah. Son. <laughs> yeah. um that's funny that you say because so my my three-year-old daughter loves uh-huh. my three-year-old and my one-year-old daughter love they wanted to watch it like 10 times in a row i'm not kidding oh, and my nice. my daughter wanted i told her i was going to talk to you today and she wanted me to ask what's the baby's name but his name is alex his okay, name is alex that's, yes. that was her question yes. uh, okay. <laughs> okay so that's out of the way um okay so then What's your kid's uh, name? So Logan is my my oldest. He's my son on the spectrum, and then I have a little girl, Liliana, and a little girl named Layla. I have all. Of them. Okay. Well, you tell all of them. I oh, said I hi, will, please. Bobby. Thank you. And same to your family too. <laughs> you. So you have three, right? You have three boys. I do. I have my oldest son is Harrison, uh, and the twins are Alex and. Okay, will. so the twin. So you already had an older son too. Okay. Yes. It was almost like we had triplets because the, my older son was only like a year and a half oh years old. Oh my word. Your wife really is like a saint, huh? Oh. I know. No, she is. <laughs> she is. I don't even know how she handled it. It was oh, ridiculous. Oh, wow. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, yes. Tell them I said hi too. Uh, yeah. I will. Okay. So then the other thing I really wanted to ask about is did you plan, because there's, there's really just that one line of dialogue in, in yes. the movie. Did you plan to always have it like with with very little dialogue like that and like was that uh intentional yes that was intentional and the plan what i that was always in the uh the the drafts that i've always done um because we wanted that one line to to just shock the people Mm -hmm. into silence and which it does Mm -hmm. and um at one point though we were considering just not having a line just having him yell at Alex mm-hmm. but I feel that line has power oh it does. uh because yeah because you feel the guilt like you in a way subtextually it's not him yelling at Alex why can't you be mm-hmm. normal it's him saying why can't I be normal yeah why can't I have this normal life. Right. I'm not yelling at, he's not necessarily yelling at you, Alex. I'm, I'm yelling to the world. Why am I in this position? Mm-hmm. And he's letting so, out anger yeah. on Alex. Um, yeah. That line is so powerful, especially like using the word normal. Cause it's like that something, I yeah. don't know if you hear that, but it's like, I, people will say to me like, Oh, he looks so normal. And yeah. you're just like, Oh, yeah. I want to punch you right now. Because like, was right, normal right. Like, you know what I mean like we yeah, all have yeah. our own versions of normal and yeah I always say mm-hmm. I'm like this is our normal so like yeah like coloring on the yes. ceiling to me that is like really normal <laughs> like that is like yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah. even a question um 
that line yeah. is so powerful but also because so like like i was i was telling you before my son is nonverbal, and and there are so okay. many people on the spectrum who are nonverbal, and i feel yes. like that's something that it's it's hard for people to understand if, if you don't have a child who's nonverbal, because it seems like right. you can't communicate with them but i feel like because there is so little dialogue and float but yet you can feel like every emotion so deeply it is yes. just such a great metaphor for like, listen, you don't need words to show you how someone is feeling right. or what they're going. I actually, yes, I actually, in my, in my mind, Alex in the short is nonverbal. Oh, okay. Cause he doesn't say anything. Yeah, no. he, and, uh, and yes, I agree with you there. Like the end when dad looks at his son and the, and the son looks at him, it's the dad doesn't say, I'm sorry. He doesn't, he just does it through his mm-hmm. actions. He takes away Alex's jacket. He, he lets him fly mm-hmm. and he's interacting and encouraging his son to fly around the park and he's celebrating his son. And um, so he full on accepts his son. Um, he doesn't say it mm-hmm. but he just <laughs> he just does it can... i'd like to think that people feel that yeah like they know they're gonna be okay and there is love between the father and son despite him not saying anything yeah i, I hope people get that well that yeah. is like this it's a, a quote you hear a lot in the autism community love needs no words and yes i you know that that's always something for me i don't want to get emotional hard because you know like my son like I was telling you before so he's gonna be seven and he he Mm -hmm. has some words so he has been able to kind of like approximate love you so I I'm lucky that in some way I get to hear it um but but like I said like it's it's something where when I when I tell people like well my son is nonverbal they're like oh he doesn't talk like it's like people don't even know that that's like a possibility which I don't blame them I didn't either until I had a child on the spectrum I didn't nonverbal I didn't even know what that was but like right. I said, it's, it's such a, it just, I mean, every, like I said, I, everything about it is perfect, but having, having uh-huh. all these, these emotions and feelings come through so strongly with no words, it's like, it makes you realize that sometimes words do get in the way. And it's like, then you're just left yes. with the feelings and that's so powerful. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. I mean, just looking at that scene where the dad's looking at his son and they're on the swing and they just give a glance to one another and a smile. And I think that I accept you. Mm-hmm. I love you. And, and we're going to be all right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh my God. I also love, I think it's awesome that it's like on Disney plus and it's a short because I feel like it's so easily digestible and can like really yes. reach the massive. Cause I mean, not everyone's going to sit down and watch like a full length movie about autism, but you can say, Hey, do you have five minutes to sit down and watch this really quick? And then they will with like yes. such like I was saying before a, a overview of autism that is like better than I think anything could be <laughs> especially families like ours I know it takes a lot you got to get a babysitter you gotta like uh uh plan your I know for my myself like when we go with Alex we got to make sure his blanket mm-hmm. was with him we got to bring his headphones yeah. we got to make we're like on the seat at the yes. end just in case he wants to leave oh we so, just recently yes. had a 
a movie fiasco. So I'm trying to work up the courage to, <laughs> to go back to the movies with my son. Um, it, right. Yeah, so definitely I can I can understand that for sure. Um, how is yeah. Alex doing now? Now that he's 12, he's doing good. Um, he's in middle school right now. Um, he has uh, helpers in his class that help him. Um, but um, uh, he's mm-hmm. good. I always yeah. think it's interesting to talk to people who have like older kids in the spectrum um, because yeah. yeah, my son's only seven and a lot of people that I have on have like adult children in the spectrum. And it's always oh, okay. interesting to kind of, you know, just like get a little glimpse of like what our, our future might be. But what I always come right. away with it yes. and kind of like how you were saying, like at the end of the movie, like with the dad, like celebrating is that even yeah. though like it, it might look a little different, like everyone's doing okay, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, like there are things that, I mean, I wish were better about, <laughs> but my situation, but I've, I've come to accept this is the new normal yeah. and I am happy where we're at. Alex is happy. Uh, he's healthy. Uh, and um, sometimes I feel like he's like, a, a typical teenager because he's always on the phone <laughs> he's always on the, he's always looking at, at at apps and stuff I'm like oh okay <laughs> all right <laughs> I know what you mean sometimes I have those those moments like my son is obsessed with candy so like on Halloween oh, okay. he was like so excited to get out there and go trick-or-treating and I'm like oh I'm yeah. like is this like this is what it's like to have like a typical seven-year-old you know like we're ready to go right. trick-or-treat like you have those kind of moments yes. where you're like oh this is just like we're, we're being so typical right now <laughs> yeah 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 right? yeah you kind of like right? basking those moments for a moment um yeah that that's great I'm glad he's he's doing well okay the the Disney Pixar fan in me just has to know <laughs> What okay. besides flow is some of your favorite things that you've worked on? Okay. Some of the things I worked on, uh, Incredibles 2. Ooh, that's a good I, one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I love Incredibles 2, uh, Inside Out. I oh my on. gosh, that's Elf awesome. Yeah, thank I you. Um, um, I think those are, and I mean, actually all of them yeah. are great that I've worked on. <laughs> I worked on Toy Story 4. I mean, I guess that's the reason why, like, this place is so awesome. I mean, I don't think we, I don't think there's a movie that's really that bad. Oh. I'm just like, all of them have been hits. And they're all been great. Yeah, and it's like. It's like choosing your kid. Like, who's the best one? <laughs> like, uh, they're all great. Yeah, you love them all. You love them all differently. Yes. Um, that, that's just incredible. Well, I can't say thank you enough for, for coming on to chat with me. Uh, and, oh, thank you, Megan. Yes, thank you. And just thank you from the bottom of my heart for Float. Because honestly, oh. like, I, I can't even put into words how much it meant to me to watch it. And something, like I said, that is, like, easy for the masses to to see and to watch and to understand and just have this, like, this view and picture of, of what it's like to have a child in the spectrum in such a beautiful way. I, I'm just so thankful. Mm. Oh well, thank you, and and thank you for your your um, podcast for reaching our community and, and sharing our stories. Um, it's really important for us to know that we're not alone in this journey. So thank you. Oh, you're so sweet. All right, well, thank you again so much, and you take care. And you okay, too. Bye.
Bye. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. (laughs) I love anything by Emily Giffen, like Something Borrowed or Something Blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Bobby. Isn't he just the best? <laughs> this whole thing was, was such a treat. So, so wonderful to get to talk to him, especially the way that it happened, like I had just seen Float and then like a few days later I was talking to Bobby. It was amazing. So again, thank you, Bobby, for coming on the podcast and just being so honest and open with your journey. Thank you for creating Float. It is so beautiful. And if you haven't seen it yet, I hope we didn't spoil it too much, <laughs> although we probably did. But honestly, even if you have, if you haven't seen it and you just listened to what we talked about, that doesn't even show the the full scope of how beautiful of a story float is. So you definitely have to check that out on Disney plus. So thank you to Bobby. Thank you again to Chris Wiggum, his PR at Pixar for just making this happen. This whole thing was just such a thrill and I'm so appreciative for this community because without, without this community and this podcast, I would not have had this amazing opportunity to, to talk to Bobby. So thank you guys for supporting me. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast, on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Again, I love to hear from you guys. I love getting feedback about the show. I love seeing reviews, <laughs> especially those on Apple Podcasts. They really help people to find the show, and it's just so nice to to hear that people are enjoying the show and that it's resonating and that it's really serving its purpose. That just warms my heart. So again, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, take care.